0: Everybody out there, what's good, people? It's Reg, it's Stone, and it's goddamn summer again, man. It's five thousand happy. What, happened? It's, what like, happened? it's it's hot in here. And took off to turn off the air conditioning so that way the recording levels <laughs> be popper. <laughs> already have a beat of sweat. It's,
1: it's about to be a sweat box right oh, now. No,
0: man. I, had, I was. I was. I was ready, man. have my tims out, my <laughs> jeans, my hoodie. It's going to be a brand new day. Suddenly I'm back here wearing short shorts and smelling up the train. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's, been, it's been an interesting week for music, but apparently everything offline that has nothing to do with music. It's been very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think this week we had a couple of topics we kind of like pre-made as kind of things that have been on our heads. And uh, it just so happened that uh, one particular topic kinda of came to a head unfortunately last night. I think right now a lot of you guys should be at least know of a infamous move song by a female named docha Cat who actually was a pretty solid R and B singer. Has a pretty solid album about a year or two ago. Yeah. And yeah. And, and uh, you know, in like a lot of lot of lot of young millennials is that, is that right? She's not even millennial. Like she's like, like 22. She's like a zinio. Oh, no, zinio. I don't even zinio? know who, what yeah. the call <laughs> But you know, anyway, we're all bored at home. So she's been posting up a lot of things on YouTube about her process of making beats because she also produces. And then she also does silly shit. So one day she put up a silly song about basically cows in a cow costume and had a whole D- DIY video in her room. And boom, we went viral. And then what's cool about that is kind of shows how just a bigger picture about how, you know, how creating art, you kind of can't necessarily pigeonhole yourself. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure that she's somebody where she wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make a silly viral video. Yeah. Because, you know, her, her other video has her in a gown and pure, pure classic R&B and everything else. But she's somebody where as a creator, as an artist, she was just creating. Yeah. Throw things on the wall. So it's kind of cool that like she got the success. Even though it's a little bit of viral, even though it's not necessarily representative where she is an artist, it's cool that she's somebody where she can kind of play around and do things like that. Yeah. Like, she's not, like, stuffing her image. Yeah. But it's also cool kind of seeing her, like, you know, like, all these medias picking up on it. I saw an article in Vulture, you know, Billboard, everything else. You know, she's gonna about to have a tour and everything else, and... You know, she, she's been posting things on IG Live about her making beats. And, you know, like, it's it's a great turn for, like, a like somebody who, like, you know, is able to kind of find an angle in the industry, which is kind of tends to be very antagonistic towards yeah. young artists, particularly young female artists. Oh, yeah, definitely. Then she dropped the fucking bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. So basically, I, and it's kind of weird because I I kind of came to this late. So I know about the, the track, Bitch, I'm a Cat. A, a cow.
0: cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cat. Very, very old. What's like, that cow song, maybe, cat
1: song? Maybe that's a follow-up.
0: Maybe that's a follow-up. <laughs> follow no, she actually mentioned that she wants to have a cat song, actually. I mean, she might as well. She actually kind of did that, apparently, yeah. But she's... I thought,
1: like, one of the lines was, like, I'm a cow, not a cat. Yeah, no, she might she might, she might drop a cat this so, track. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I guess, like, uh, somebody found a tweet from of hers from 2015. Yes, um, where I guess she mentioned f bomb,
0: which is derogatory towards gays, and, and I think it was a it was specifically out of future. I forget which yeah, one. It,
1: it, yeah, it was specifically towards yeah it was Tyler it was, uh, Earl, Tyler and think, yeah Tyler and Earl, yeah. either Tyler and Earl or Tyler and Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um And it, which I I still I. I can't find that tweet actually. I was looking for it today. I couldn't find oh, anything. Oh, she did
0: it, everything she Yeah, like, yeah. Like,
1: but it's not even in the Google cache. Like, the tweet's gone. Oh, she was, she nuked um, it from up high. And I guess, like, you know, people are coming at her saying, you know, now, like, you know, now that, you know, she's not obscure anymore, she's actually, you know, relatively famous, yeah. internet famous at least. And people start coming at her um, saying, hey, like, how dare you? Like, hey, you know, like, whatever. Um, and her response was.
0: Oh, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <clears throat> I called a couple of people boop when I was in high school in 2015. Does that mean I don't deserve support? I said boop roughly 15,000 times in my life. This saying boop means you hate gay people. Do I hate gay people? I don't hate gay people. Gay is okay. My thing is if you got caught saying a slur, how is your apology for the slur <laughs> if I'll be saying the slur like five more times? <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very I, I give her, I applaud her because that's a very, that, that, that's, that's the, that's antebellum South white man levels of privilege right there. <laughs> like she was awesome. Like, bam, we will overcome. I'm saying F this, F that. And, and I, and I applaud the ego there. <laughs> But obviously, the, the masses were not pleased, and this arguably went worse than the actual tweet that I, got her in trouble in the first yeah, place.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, and I think, you know, the tweet that got in trouble, like, it's no longer on the internet. Like, she could have just kind of said, hey, like, whatever, 2015, let's move on. Yeah, I was an like, asshole. I was a shitty kid, you know, you know. Like, now I'm dropping bitch on my turtle, yeah. like, and everybody <laughs> would be happy, you know? Um, But yeah, it, it's crazy. Again, like I've said this before, time and time again, Twitter needs to die because it, <laughs> it's like I, I feel like it's almost it's Donald Trump, like right? It's like it's your inner monologue <laughs> that goes straight to it's, your keyboard. It's all in, it, man. It goes it's straight all, out to the it's internet. All it in an ego to like two billion
0: people. Yeah. and it's just like you know, nobody's saying, "Hey, that's not a good idea." Yeah, my, my, my favorite <laughs> of the fallout was a. Uh, Will and Grace, Grace. Deborah Messing hit her up once I'm like, You fucking up dog. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. That's one of the So it's like how like how is everybody and it's and it's weird because and, and and again, she's young. So I don't wanna be too mean, but at the same time we all have an idea of protocol. Like she's 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 old enough to go out and throw out a couple of clubs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you you have an idea how the real life works and the idea of where you're that tone deaf where you know, you kind of this kind of... I can understand being surprised at people going at you, yeah. but that response is like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta up your game. Yeah, yeah. so...
1: And, and then, you know, she has the app, like, he writes it in a note app and yeah. takes a screenshot. My, my favorite, yes.
0: <laughs> the, the note apology. <laughs> she just called the apology app OS-12, come out.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I, I don't understand why people do that. That's, that's It's funny that, like, you tweet some bullshit, but then you go to the Notes app <laughs>
0: <laughs> to, t- to like, you know,
1: do your apology. Like, maybe it's like,
0: <laughs> who's the first first? Who was the first apology? Who was the first celeb who put that on the map? I wonder. I don't, we got to give props what props to do, man. Yeah,
1: I'm, uh, I'm trying to think, like, real
0: man or woman of genius. Whoever yeah, shots yeah, to you.
1: I don't know who did that, but like, the Notes app is,
0: apology has popped up a yeah, few times. Man. Just, I wish I was younger to you know? so apologize to ex girlfriend like that. Be on some like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I was really out of line during the phone call. I shouldn't have said that about your mother. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, and, and I guess... I don't know. I mean, like, I, I... I I don't know where to stand on this. You know, obviously, it doesn't seem like she's changed her opinion on using the F word. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I guess you could come at her like that? Because, uh, you know, apparently she did have, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of gay fans, but, like, she was kind of in that, like, before this whole meme thing, she was actually kind of in that, like, pseudo R&B culture. Yes, you know, that was, was very diverse and, and, you know, there's that.
0: Yeah, very accepting. <laughs> accepting and, then, and, th- and th- things, 2018, things like that. And also the fact that she kind of went viral and people were using it for like clapbacks, things like that. That's a very, it's a very friendly space for people of all stars and stripes. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to kind of do that and kind of get a pass. Now, obviously, a song is going to go viral. She's going to still pop up and do things like that. But. It's interesting to see how all this like online goodwill you've kind of met. Like you know, she was doing the rap genius thing, explaining the quotes. Yeah, and she's had a great little well planned run for somebody where you know she's definitely trying to fight to make sure it's not fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, and and deservedly so because like I said, she had a she had a solid career before this. But it's just weird to see somebody that's totally shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, it's it was a, like and like you pointed out, it was an easy save. Yeah, it was a oh guys, I was a fucking asshole when I was younger. I'm a fucking idiot you know yeah. you know my best friend that i've learned so much and thank you yeah. guys i'm trying to be better you just don't answer that way and what's weird about that it makes you wonder because if you're that disconnected <laughs> like yeah what's gonna happen in the future man <laughs> yeah and, and it's crazy too cause i mean i i understand
1: why you will get upset um you know uh, who's the dude who was the um um, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy who got fired. Oh, James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Like, he got fired for some, some shit that he said, like, you know, say, you know, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, number one, Twitter is <laughs> universal. <laughs> that shit does not, like, go away. Yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, number two, I mean, we're not in a culture that gives people passes for things that say in the past. Yeah, um, and there's not like there's not great ways to redeem yourself <laughs> <laughs> when you say shit in the past. It's 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 going to come back. Um, yeah, and that that does suck because like, nobody's perfect, you know, I'm not going to say that I haven't said, you know, like, you know, not those type of words, but, I've, I've, you know, I've said things in the past I would probably regret when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I understand like how, if you're in the middle of this, this, um, you know, campaign, and like now, like, you're you're getting mainstream attention, like, you're working hard, you see this, and you're like, oh, fuck, you know, I could see how you could be a set, um, but I, I, I don't know, like what to tell people now it's just like you know <laughs> you need a PR person yeah you need to like you know, like maybe a homegirl or a homeboy home like still like sit next to
0: you every time you try to reach for the Twitter <laughs> but maybe that's it now you know? you know now back in the days you always had the one dude in the crew who could roll your weed and take a charge if you get caught now marijuana is legal maybe that one guy in the crew <laughs> you know also like yo I got your tweets man you don't want to tweet that out I got you dog <laughs> <laughs> Walk around for iPhone 10 this on, just on. <laughs> like, hey, do you think I should send this sweet out man? Nah man, nah dog. I mean you gotta fix that The <laughs> <laughs> central structure's all fucked up, you wanna put it around here, you know what I'm saying? You gotta lipstick. You, you gotta fix this up. And I think it's it's kinda unfortunate. And and like I said, it's what's weird about it is and and just somebody who's been in the online spaces. We've both been. I've yeah. seen people fuck up. I've seen. I, and like you can you could see the way their brain works. Yeah. And you can see how they fall into trap. That's a lot of ways. Like even on now, even with trolls now, where they'll try to force you to a corner, where you do something stupid, you've got a lot to lose. They've got nothing in that. They got you. Yeah. And what was kind of disappointing was the fact that it was such an easy save. Like, how do you fuck up an apology by just reusing a slur? <laughs> you apologize for using a slur once. And your apology, you managed to sneak it in there three more times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, on paper, it ass. it's kind of a dumb idea. But that goes into like a bigger conversation about how, like in the hip hop space, even though she's not hip hop per se, she is pretty hip hop. The, the song went viral because it's half of it is rapped, and it yeah. is, it's basically like a little cheesy ass modern hip hop beat. And it's kind of, and it makes you wonder if the, the reason why she kind of got caught out there and why she thought that I could see this three times. But say, I'm so cool with gay people. And she might be. I don't want to cast aspirations. It's because, like, you know, homophobia and hip hop kind of are like, you know, apple (laughs) pie. It is. It is. And and, and it's it's
1: interesting, too, because, like, when you brought up this topic, I actually started listening. uh, I listened again to Georgie Porgy.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: Georgie Porgy
0: Watch do you school the folks at home on Georgie
1: Porgy uh, Sir Stone? So, A Tribe Called Quest and Brand Nubian.
0: Yes, and then Tribe Called Quest, keep in mind that for you for you non-hip hoppers, a very woke rap group. Yes. You know, very enlightened. You know, some they're not that gangster rap. <laughs> uh,
1: they record a track called Georgie Porgy. Um Essentially, it's probably the most homophobic, like, Track. I don't know about it's, uh, you know of, of all time. It's easily
0: the most homoph- like, it's, it's easily, easily the
1: most homophobic track of all time.
0: And and, and, and then yeah it, thi- yeah. And, yeah. and, and then the thing about it was that so homophobic, so hateful. Like because in that time, gangster rap was in full swing. So you had these really angry, misogynistic, yeah. shoot you, shoot, shoot your brother, shoot your cousin, shoot your parakeet type songs. And so it was just weird to kind of hear this jarring piece of hate just come kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and it's basically you know it's basically
1: about you know, I guess like somebody that they in their their crew and things like that who they found out who was gay, and they were just like kind of shocked because you know they you know I guess this dude was like in you know in the hood and had a girlfriend and blah blah. blah. They kind of came out. And it was literally kind of like a, just like, not even what the fuck are you doing? Like, now you're less of a man.
0: Yeah. Now
1: you are, <laughs> you should just go and wear like your, your mama's clothes. Like, like it was just really, you know, and they say hey, you're effing yeah. you know? Oh, the F word so, again. <laughs> yeah. It was really just kind of like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, just vow.
0: Yeah, just like straight up vow. Yeah, and, and 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 what's and what's weird about that is not to say that because even with Brand Nubian, Brand Nubian, they were very active. They were very you know they were very proud in being Muslim, and they definitely had their own conservative streak. But it's just weird because it's just so jarring. Because even with their militancy, it was always sugar. They would use these old classic R and B samples. Yeah, so it was just a, a bizarre. It, even for both, even for Brand Nubian, where Lord Jamal's, it's it, and he's definitely a homophobe. Oh yeah, but even for him, it was extra. And yeah, that's the crazy thing about the track, and it's kind of you know it's been buried. Luckily, I think I think the story was they they, if I remember correctly, the rumor was it was supposed to be on Low End Theory. Yes, it was supposed to be on Low End. And theory. then the record label was like. This Yo. Is, like even back in the nineties, like yeah. way
1: this is, this is too much. Yeah,
0: this is way too much. And apparently they were mad about it. Like they were on some like fuck you. Yeah. And, th- and that led to a lot of the animosity and like, you know, um industry rules number four thousand eighty like, yeah, type yeah, yeah. stuff. Where they were like, You're controlling our art. Lo and behold, <laughs> they actually saved the career. So
1: here here's some lyrics just quickly. Walking the veil with the long drag locks, but on the DL going getting done up the butt box. Oh, oh my god, how gross can one be.
0: Oh. <laughs> Well, oh. anyway,
1: better him than me. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> oh. yeah. So anyway, all this to say, like homophobia is, is in hip hop, or like you know, go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, like American apple pie. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's one of those weird things where, um, it's like it's one. It's like it's it's known, but it's not like it's it's like one of those like elephants in the room. Yeah. You know, like like hip hop on the surface wants to be all accommodating and things like that. But it's, it's always been about, uh, male masculinity, yeah, yeah. Like, extremely toxic, you know? And, and like, you know, yes, I understand that female rappers, but at the core of hip hop is male masculinity.
0: Yeah. And, and even those female rappers chafe under the, the toxic masculinity, yeah. like, like, like any of them will, and like Nicki Minaj has been, you know, she's had her own little weird rant, but her consistent thing has been the fact that I don't get to respect of my stature because I'm a woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of the things with Cardi B and a lot of the mistakes she made, I feel like the extra, you know, the, the, the the public glaze on her is extra, just because she's a woman as opposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is ironic because, like, I like bring, going back to homophobia and hip hop, remember, I don't vibe with queers? Yeah. That and, means- and, and then it wasn't, we, we he gave, Quavo gave, was it, was take Takeoff, right? Who said the vibe? I forget I, who. I thought it was Quavo. It, it was Quavo who said to vibe with queers. I think maybe, because it was, well, either way, which one, one of the me guy, <laughs> one of the me guy gave a very questionable line. And then what was interesting was, as much as Migos had to explain it, So did Cardi B simply for dating one of the members. Yeah. So it's weird where, like, you know, God forbid, of all the dumb shit I've done in my life, imagine, like, you know, like, my fiance had to answer for that shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but, like, like, people, I I remember I was talking to somebody about Eminem and, like, (laughs) some shady EP, like, he was just dropping the F word. Yeah. And, like, that was a double platinum selling... (laughs) (laughs) you know like a uh, record you know and, and yeah it's like we 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 turn a blind eye to it yeah um, and, and thankfully i mean say what you will about cancel culture and like there's a lot of things i'm, I'm uncomfortable with with cancel culture but at least like people are taking getting taken the task yeah you know at least like you know people are like raising or, or speaking out yeah you know it, it wasn't like the case like say five ten years ago you know like people would say something but it doesn't gauge reaction and now yeah. everything's so instant like it are not uh you're having to kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know either defend or retreat from your position <laughs> you
0: yeah, know agreed and it's and it weird because it's so synonymous where even i was listening to old clips and they dropped it once and i was like oh fuck and it wasn't even that long ago if it was the 90s but this is like you know mid 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 aughts oh yeah yeah so it's something where it's it's, it's so like ingrained that like it took a while for that word to sting in hip-hop yeah. Because it's, it, you. I've heard it a thousand and one times. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that we've kind of moved forward, but in many ways, we still haven't. Oh, like, yeah. It's still weird, homophobic, you know, it's still a slur, it's still this, it's still that, you know. Like Nicki Minaj was there calling people cocksuckers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, we're kind of not, yeah. we're, we're better than we were. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but we're definitely, like, you know, not where we need to be.
1: Yeah. And, and it's interesting, too. Like, uh, I was listening to the other, uh, it's like, this is a Kanye interview from I think like 2013 and he was taking like the hip hop community to task. It was actually really, it was a really in-depth interview and and, you know, he's just kind of talking about, um, you know, people he knew who, who were gay and things like that. And he's like really kind of saying like hip hop community, you need to like, you know, change your ways. Yeah. Which is really cool to come from Kanye. Um, and I think like, you know, like, love it or not, like Kanye's kind of oh, he opened up the door for this alternative view of hip hop, you know? Like, that was not super masculine and super, you know? And it sucks that you have to have either or, I feel like you yeah. have to have super masculine or not. <laughs> because that's not the case. Like, in the gay community, there's people who are masculine, you know, like whatever. Like, yeah. it's wet, wide open. Um, so, yeah, but I, I do have to say, there's like slivers of hope, you know? Like I, I see, you know, you have like Young and May. Um, yes. You have Tolly the Creator, who's you know maybe maybe not maybe maybe
0: not. But Ke- at least Kevin he's... Abstract, Brock Hampton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Abstract, uh, Frank Ocean. Yeah, if you want like... a Frank Ocean hook, yeah, it's that's you know that's that's you're gonna have to. You, <laughs> you don't want to go platinum. You're gonna have to recognize everybody. You know, <laughs> like yeah, you want to bite your tongue. Yeah, you bite your tongue around Frank. <laughs> you're gonna leave him his Basquiat shores away. <laughs> at us <laughs> less <ask> song,
1: <laughs> so at least we're evolving into a place where, um, you know, like I wouldn't say like full acceptance, but you know, like like these artists can be like on the same bill as like amigos, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And it's like at least like there's not uh, like a Georgie Porgy for for Tyler the Creator, yeah. You know, um, so I, at least like we're getting to a point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still kind of the elephant in the room. You know, like, like we don't like as hip hop fans to kind of address some of the elf, like the skeletons in our closet.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with I mean, it's the, it's the fact of I think it's just because hip hop is very diverse, but very undiverse. It's very diverse as far as men are concerned. But, it's, but going back to your point, it's, but it's not diverse as far as women and as far as others in general. Like, yeah. like people who are non-binary. It's kind of very straightforward where even like a like a young MA is interesting because a young MA is just, you know, not obviously within the community there's a, there's a variety of, spectr- of spectrum of just personalities, but it's not surprising that the reason why young MA is able to kind of slide under there is because she's harder than most dudes out there. Yeah. Like she's the most rugged of hip hop. So it'd be nice if... There would be a more feminine and young MA come out. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was a more masculine, you know, Frank Ocean. It'd be nice if there was, It was if you were allowed, you know, it's almost as if where hip hop is kind of just, <laughs> we're just accepting the stereotypes. Yeah. Like that's we're at a stereotype level. It's yeah. like, all right, I get you. Like there's that infamous, uh, um, I think it was ASAP Rocky, what was it the MTV Awards? Where it was like everything, Cree color, and I think it was like a, there was a gay actor next to him, homosexual, like, <laughs> and it's so awkward <laughs> the way he did it. Like we're at that word stage where it's like, you know, very child, you know, child, we're, we're kid blocks, you know, we're very, yeah, we're beginning yeah. So I think it's a good thing, but I'm hoping that as we kind of go on, particularly with the idea of where, you know, the, you, we could have had the argument years ago and going back to Doja Cat where, you know, I, I'm just from the hood. This is the way people from the hood talk. Yeah. You know, I'm locked out. There's the, you know, 90s, no internets. We're just in the projects. We're making beats and I'm learning on the fly. I think that it excuses us in Flight 2018 where, you know, we, we're, we know everything now. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not that hard not to know that trans people exist. It's a, You really can't turn a willful eye to the other because the other's everywhere. Yeah. Even if they're not in your town, even if you're in a lily white town, if you're in a very male toxic environment, just by turning on a TV, just by putting music on, just by whatever, you're exposed to all these other lifestyles. And it's kind of weird where, you know, we're not caught up with that yet. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of a little bit unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess not surprising, um, even though we ha- are exposed to everything. Like, we still live in our bubbles. Yes. You know, we still live in our bubbles, and we still kind of, like, like you know, even though we can go on the internet, and or we can go turn on TV and see homosexual lifestyles or gay lifestyles, yeah. Um, You know, we still can be surrounded by our our toxic (laughs) friends. True, I agree, and and it's also groupthink. Yeah, 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 and
0: it sucks. And it's it's the idea of where you know you kind of have to break out that, and it also sucks like the intersectionality of it, where you know it's weird to have like, that weird barrier whereas like, oh, but, you know, I cannot fight with queers. <laughs> but at the same time, beyond some, like, yo, shit is all fucked up, they're shooting cops and they're shooting people in the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's weird how you kind of have to have the inter- intersectionality because we're kind of all there together. Yeah. And then, so, you know, I'm just hoping that, and it has, and hip-hop has evolved. Like, I don't want to diss hip-hop, even though it's kind of been kind of this line, because definitely from, like I said, when you could hear a rap song, 10 years ago they could casually drop it and you wouldn't bat an eye and the rapper wouldn't bat an eye even a vague term like queers I cannot vibe with queers now it's like ah we see what you're doing yeah <laughs> like yeah. you can't no, no subliminals we're catching you right yeah. there like he tried to go he, he tried he was like I'm gonna slide <laughs> this in it's on a remix they won't notice but they're like nah gotcha bitch you, you see know, that homophobia yeah <laughs> you know what I do
1: have to say at least hip hop is better than country Whew. <laughs> You know, like like at least least, you know, I do want to say like country music artists, they they know how to keep their mouth shut. You'll never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like maybe a Toby Keefe. You'll never know what their political leanings are, yeah. <laughs> what they think about black people, what yeah. they think about women or gay people. They, th- they keep their mouths shut.
0: Yeah, I know. But at
1: least there's, you know, hip hop. And I'm not trying to make this a con- competition, but, you know, at least hip hop has a title of the creator, has, you know, like a Frank Ocean, you know, has like
0: a Sid. Like, at least we're like getting to that point. Well, well, I'd, right. I'd make I want to defend country music Dixie Chicks y'all you know what I'm saying I remember somebody was saying how I forget the Somewhere I was reading an article, but they kind of poked fun about the fact of where during the Iraq War how they were very outspoken and not to say dropping political albums, but dropping very much. like they, they said like like they went after George W. Bush. Yeah, and then they were dropping like these almost like just empowering anthems, and they were like, "Oh shit!" They, they were like a weird Rage Against Machine <laughs> country music.
1: They were, but they were, their their <laughs> career got fucking. Oh, destroyed.
0: Destroyed. Yeah, well, you know that's that's that's, the why,
1: that's why everybody's keeping their mouth shut.
0: Yeah, and and that's, it's unfortunate, and, and like I said, it sucks and going. I I think it's and, and you know what it is but let's break it down it's interesting how you brought up country music where you have this idea of where you've got these two rebel musics where in, in hip-hop it's all about you know there's people in in inner city struggling against it making something out of nothing and country is the idea of where it's just me and my land you yeah. know these these the, the american mythos where you know buy a bootstrap stuff both sides yeah and it's interesting where for rebel music quote unquote how much fucking group think Happens. of course <laughs> <laughs> how much you've got to toe the fucking company line you know what i'm saying of course and it's and it's a little depressing to see that you know that you can't be you know you can't have a weirdly flamboyantly gay country singer and you really can't have this really femme hip-hop rapper talking about eating pussy and actually doesn't like fucking dudes you know you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't really fucking have that And it's kind of it kind of sucks but like i said it's cool because i feel like the culture is kind of like expanding as far as that's concerned <laughs> And it's kind of growing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's hope for the future. Yeah, and then like, and I think, uh, and then you have a couple. Yeah, you, you have a like I said. I think it'll be this generation. Hopefully, I think that. Yeah, the idea of like I said, crossing over for R and B. I think the idea of let's say like like you said, pointing out Tyler, Kevin Abstract. I think things will move forward, and I think we'll have more. And also, there's a, there's been a and and, and the thing is. I hate it sometimes because I feel we could go into hip hop because that's what we love. But even pop stars, like there was a point where you was still, you know, Ricky Ricky Martin wasn't that long ago. Oh yeah, you know, or yeah. he was he had girlfriends, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and then like now, you know, he's and then and like because now you'll have artists who are openly gay out the box as yeah. as you know not not after four or five albums of the career they could kind of come out. peacefully like, I am gay. This is what I'm doing. From your Adam Lamberts to American Idol to, um who's the singer Asian? I forget her name, but, uh, but yeah, long story short, it's a space where you can kind of be free. Like even when I, even something like, let's say a fever Ray, where I went to go see her show and it, and fever Ray is basically the band that's in the wake of the knife. It's yeah. very indie rock and it's very proudly queer, but what was cool about it was I'm there and it's the same like indie rock bros, that you would see normally. Yeah. But they're there watching this queer feminist kind of thing happening just because it's cool ass music. And I and, and I think that, you know, we all have to grow. Obviously we're kinda of going in at hip hop because we love it. But I think it's I think it's a good thing that we're kinda of moving forward in that kind of space. And you know yeah. Yeah. And you know, and then that's and that's about it, man. Yeah. And you know, Doja Cat, you know, holla holla boo, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could sit there while you on tour, you know, hold your phone, put them tweets out, you know what I'm saying? Make it make it sound nice and fancy, you know, good a good apology, you know. <laughs> I I got that my bad macro set up, you know what I'm saying? Hit that two seconds, you're gonna have no problems. Boo. Holla, get at y'all, put me on retainer. Your phone, phone carrier, <laughs> not the weed carrier. <laughs> that's the wave. But uh, yeah. Besides that. A lot, of, a lot of interesting things this week. It's been kind of dead for new releases. So for me, I guess what I'll start off with is uh, there's a band called Nothing. Mm-hmm. And so Nothing's interesting because I'll see them a lot because I still go to a lot of punk shows. So it's one of my favorite things to kind of go to see live is punk, rock, and to sort certain extent hip-hop because... In a life medium, it's it's immediate. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people kind of go up there. You can kind of sleepwalk through certain pop, R&B stuff. You really can't sleepwalk through a hip-hop show. Yeah. <laughs> or a punk show. Yeah. But um, so, and just me going out, I'll see this band called Nothing where they'll show up and they'll, you know, tend to be like, you know, openers, but like, you know, second billing, things like that. And they play... <laughs> a completely different music. So you'll have this really heavy, mosh-friendly, riff-friendly band. Mm-hmm. And these guys come up and pray, play pretty sweet music. And I finally figured out why. So their story is the fact of where the Philadelphia band... Everybody in the band actually comes from the hardcore punk scene, mm. which is why they open up for basically their friends bands. Yeah. And uh, the lead singer himself was a hardcore punk dude. And as in all things Philly, y'all have to do everything harder than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, and a lot of hardcore, and a lot of punk scenes, yeah. there's a sense of, of family because they tend to be outcasts, whatever have you. Apparently in Philly, they're beef. And then my mans went to jail for stabbing somebody at a fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his story. And then so he got out of jail and kind of the first Nothing album apparently was like, I forget the title of it, was basically like kind of him kind of apologizing for what happened, like how he was a dickhead. Yeah. So it kind of turned his life around. And then in the middle of turning his life around and touring, he got beat almost to death in Oakland in a random robbery. Damn. <laughs> and we fast forward. He recovers. He's about to drop, you know, their new album. And they got signed to this really fancy brand new label. Mm. And lo and behold, who's the owner of the brand new fancy label? Big Pharma, bro. Martin Screckle. What? Yes. So that happened. They had to basically beg for the album to come back just to release it. Damn. So it's weird. So and then so finally, like I said, I think it's my own ignorance. Not really own ignorance, but you know, you you, you go to certain things, you go to certain things for certain expectations. Yeah. So I would go to see some crazy people stage diving and some bands out there playing, you know, slow rock music. I'm just like, what is this shit? but as a result they have a new album that came out and it's fucking genius and I kind of feel bad for sleeping because uh, they play a mixture of shoegaze which is basically like very slow very melodic very pretty mm-hmm. and a little bit more of uh, like 90s alt rock in the faster parts but yeah. not really that fast even the fast parts are pretty melodic but uh, it's crazy because the music stays consistently pretty to the whole time but as a result of all that drama, <laughs> the lyrics are very dark and depressing. <laughs> Damn,
1: son, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: no, nah, it's great. And it's nuts. And it, and it, yeah. But but it's cool. Like, at the same time, to kind of see, like, somebody who's kind of like, like, because you always hear about these weird, like, oh, I'm going to change my life around type stories. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, homie had a lot to be, he should have totally been a total asshole his whole life. And somehow he's apparently a pretty cool, friendly dude. That, that, that's crazy.
1: Like I, w- I wish there was like a VH1 behind the, the music. I, I want to see like a like one of those crappy like VH1 documentaries or like uh, movies about this. He's like, out there, like yeah, you know,
0: I got knocked in the head, eighteen stitches, and brain damage, but I'm fine now. Starting
1: like Macaulay Culkin or something like. You know, like, make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. But, but uh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, no. And then so, yeah, so long story short, the new album is Dancing on the Blacktop. And it's just really cool, sweet music. It reminds me a lot of uh, some of the prettier Smash the Pumpkin moments. Some of the prettier, it's going to sound weird, they kind of say it. Even like a, like a Sonic Youth, because Sonic Youth just has a pretty song. It's like very stripped down, but very pretty. Guitar music, that's not really afraid to kind of, even when they have the distortion, it's still very pretty. It's still a nice, pretty world sound. So I've been listening to a lot of that. So shouts to them for, you know, through all the animosity. And I'll see y'all. I will not be mad when I see y'all open up. (laughs) 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 And I apologize for that shit. My bad.
1: (laughs) Cool, cool. Uh, So I've been listening to this artist, uh, Kajibane. All right. Um, so I told you guys like last week, Um, uh, I'm in the process of switching to spy-fi cause like I'm missing all of this fucking great music. Oh, uh, al- you missed the algorithm, don't you? The algorithm you got thanks to you. Apple music. That's, I just that's... get like crap rapper B's cousin, <laughs> you know? So, uh, Shout
0: to, to to Young Nudie. Yeah,
1: exactly. To, to your boy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I I've been like, really just diving into all of this really amazing new music. Um, and Kaja Bonet is um, this artist out of LA. Um, basically, she has a new album called Child Queen. Okay. And her, like, it, it's funny. Like she's a daughter of an opera singer. Um, and she went to film school, I guess like USC maybe. And then like, she like got depressed and dropped out and started making music. And then she started making music, and her and like her uh, father was just like, "Oh, well, you need to sing classical." So like got her like classical vocal training, <laughs> um, and then she's like, "Fuck
0: classical! I want to sing like you know like she was into like folk music." I'm still laughing at this household argument where she says they are probably making these beautiful pieces. And it's like, no, <laughs> nobody in my household will be, play, will be playing this crap. <laughs> Classical only. Classical pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like,
1: I'm sure this happens in like every like musician household, you know, <laughs> um, like, you know, I'm sure like somebody like who's in hip hop is like their dad's like, you're going to play jazz. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so the cool thing about Child Queen is like you kind of see or, or you kind of hear all of those influences. So it's basically kind of almost like like the, ba- the basis of it, the foundation, is kind of like folk. All right. But um, she has soul music um, and she also has um, this kind of like operatic voice. Do her to her vo- vocal training, All right. but she also like like I feel like the her two projects are almost like soundtracks to a movie. Like there's some tracks that are just very like have these intense orchestral arrangements and things like that, which are like really it's just
0: really cool. Um, and how, how does she balance the folk and the art? Because those are almost it's almost two different vocal styles entirely. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it, it, it's.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Like, it's hard to explain. Um,
0: everything just works. Awesome. It's like
1: it's like umami for, like, the ears. You know, like, it's like everything kind of just, like, just, like, just like blends. Together. Yeah, it just blends together. And it's just, like, it's cool to kind of see, like, read. Like, I listened to the project first. And then I read the, um, you know, like, the bio and things like that. And, like, I see the influences. Like, I hear the influences. I hear, like, kind of where she's coming from. Um, I almost... Uh, would say that this is a, a companion album because I, I was listening to Mo- Moses Sumney over the weekend.
0: Oh, not oh, that makes.
1: And I, I, I would say that this is a very good companion album to Moses Sumney's latest project. Um, I think if you play them back to back, like it's it's almost like uh, you know husband and wife almost. It's, 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 <laughs> and, and and not because they have similar themes or whatnot. I'm just saying like like. It, they kind of complement each other in a really weird way where Moses Sumney is also kind of like he doesn't want to be soul or like pigeonholed and in, into like a one genre um she's kind of the same way um and it's a, it's a it's just a really cool project um and it's just something like i I stumbled upon and I was just like wow this is great um she had another project in 2016 that mm. was really good I started listening to but I, I didn't finish. Uh, today but uh, and the cool thing about um, basically like uh, her is like her bio on Spotify is like I'm KB your neighborhood extraterrestrial hater (laughs) I eat vegetarian I love air hockey and yo the Black Panther movie was really good I hope Jackie Chan will adopt me someday one time somebody brought me a picture of Leanne La Havas to one of my shows for me to sign. And I was like, sure. Plus, I do all my own stunts. Hmm. Which is actually kind of funny. I was like, yo, if I saw that on a dating profile, I'm like, yo, swipe right. Like, let's go. <laughs> Holler. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it just seems like she also has a great sense of humor. Um, so, yeah, like, she's not... She got an PR article, like, maybe two years ago for her first project. But huh? she doesn't have a lot of buzz, so... I'm hoping that she was able to kind of like prosper and she's in that whole LA scene, which I can't like every time I go to LA, I'm like, yo, where's the scene at? And like, <laughs> nobody helps me out. So like, but she's kind of a part of that whole LA weird vibe
0: collective that's going
1: on out there. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Cool. cool. And, then, um, so my next time I was off a shout out cause, uh, in pitchfork, they're doing a new thing of hip hop where uh, they're, they're basically focusing, there's something called levels, mm-hmm. where they're kind of just having a, a heavier focus on hip hop, but also they're kind of having ranked themes. So, like, uh, the first theme they had was basically family. So, they interviewed with like, um, so they'll interview people about, let's say, about like what family means to them. Yeah. So. And then, so, like, the last one was basically about money. So, the money one, they'll have one where Open Mike Eagle talks about being an independent artist. Mm. So, they're doing a lot of great things about going a little deeper into hip-hop. But um, the the man in charge of that, Shasta Tim, hooked me up to another rapper who I've listened to a lot of called uh, Pink Sifu. Okay. Okay. So, Pink Sifu's interesting because uh, it's kind of like that weird, uh, like, dusty New York City rap, although he's not New York City-based. He's, he was actually born in Birmingham, mm. um, lives in LA, but apparently he right. spends a lot of time in New York. Yeah. So it's that weird where the loops kind of come in and these old dusty loops, and it's almost like there's no, maybe there's drums, maybe mm. there's no drums. It's just this loop as is, and it's fun, old sweet spot. Yeah. And uh, so it's a lot like the Mike guy I played. Remember we discussed it yeah, a yeah. while back? A lot of like Rocky Marciano, Makami, but less street. And he also has at the same time this almost like a classic. Like, like let's say, like, Slum village Dilla, Sing songy kind of songwriting things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So, like, you'll... And then the thing is, so he dropped a, he dropped a project, which is long as fuck. <laughs> long as fuck. Ensley. Ensley is 25 tracks. Oh, my God. And it's an hour long... And the thing is about it is the fact of where it's got the same vibe, but not the same vibe. Yeah. Where you could go into a weird dusty song about you know, pops tired as just kind of like just talks about like hustling and his father, and it's almost like you just you could smell like the blunt smoke. Yeah. And then go straight into like this little weird boho like thing that you would have seen on like some village, like a more you know upbeat. Uh, a beat, Pray Every Day. Yeah. You know, very upbeat, very almost R&B-ish. So it's weird how it kind of goes between both worlds, but it all kind of slides through because that weird soulful production, self-produced, by the way, kind of ties everything all together. So now yeah. it's a little anthems, get a little more chill. And it's, it's a great fucking listen. And then the thing is, it just kind of captures the vibe where, going back to your point, where certain albums are like summer albums, yeah. certain albums are kind of winter albums. I think this one is definitely... A great winter album, so okay. it, it, it kind of just got released. So it's something where it's just really, it's just a really dope act. And I think in general, what's kind of cool is that it's cool seeing these kind of these kind of artists where they're doing things where it's less about because it's 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 there's I think of hip hop in general that we kind of moved to this era where everything is all well produced because of the fact that you can't really sample. Yeah, it's all synthesizers, it's all drum beats. Everything yep. is put through you know Logic, Pro Tools, yep. 40 loops. And so it's cool to kind of hear this weird rap underground where it's a sloppy, it's dirty, and it's not just them finding a fucking record and playing it at you know, bad BPMs and then a whole bunch of dudes screaming about shooting you in the face. It's just a whole vibe to it, it's a whole atmosphere. It's almost kind of like a weird thing where a lot of the trap dudes even though you've got these well-produced beats, yeah. when they come in, it's all about this, the vibe, the oppressive vibe, these these really sinister kind of basslines. They're doing the same exact thing, but more in, in the more hip hop sample tradition. It's kind of cool to kind of see them all mix, all mesh together because it's something where it could easily be very boom bappy, yeah. you know, but it's not. It's his own weird new thing. So I'm liking a lot of what he's doing, what Mike's doing, what Standing in the Corner's doing, a lot of these younger dudes. Where it's just like this dusty ass like hip hop and I love it. That's what's up.
1: yeah, that's what's up. Cool, cool. uh so I've been listening to really quickly um a podcast uh so number one, this should be your number one podcast Ooh. in your collection
0: absolutely. You know what Absolutely, I'm saying? like, like we're, we're the bottom bitch out here. You know what like, I'm saying? If you're number two, we're number two in your yeah. lineup.
1: Like, I don't want to, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- so the podcast is called Dissect, um, and they're on the third season. Uh, the first season was uh, Kendrick Lamar to P- P- Pimp Butterfly. Uh, the second season was um, Kanye's uh, Beautiful, Dark Souls of Fantasy, and the third season now is Blonde by Frank Ocean. And it's basically this dude who's like a classically trained musician going through and pretty much creating like like uh like each um episode is like one track of the album. And he's going through like serializing like going through like each album track and breaking it down from the production to the vocal harmonies to like you know some background uh to like background so you know the, the Kendrick Lamar album like he did background on Compton oh, and like the black migrations like like setting the scene of like you know just kind of like why this music sounds his way
0: yeah it's not just like oh this 808 hit at yeah. point point B is at <laughs> technically <Exactly. laughs> 83 ppm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three fourth time. Like
1: it gets scientific like that, but it also gets kind of like cere- cerebral where, you know, they're c- talking about kind of, you know, context, social context, issues. Context, like social issues. Um, also, too, um, you know, with Kanye talking about some of his background um, and kind of like why Dark Sisters Fantasy was the way it was um, and why this album was the album that came at this time in his life based on his mother dying and based on like his troubles with Amber Rose and like, um, which, and it's, it's really pretty incredible. Like it's probably my second favorite. This is my first favorite, but <laughs> probably one of my, it's probably one of my favorite uh, music podcasts. Uh, I've heard, um, it's almost like I, I binge listen to it, you know, um, the dude, like, pretty much Stel's like the 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 host is uh, this dude called Cole Kushner. um and he pretty much kind of like like he's a, a great narrator and he breaks everything down um and I think this the coolest thing about this is that like this dude is a white guy and he admits he's a white guy um and I've had some some friends say like well this is not like you know it's almost like white-splaining, like some like hip-hop. Like, Aww. well, and he misses some context too. He misses, yeah. you know, like, like, like a lot of, like, when he talks about the Black punk creation to to Compton, like a lot of the stuff is like he's reading a Wikipedia article, <laughs> you know, like, like it would be great if this was like somebody who was a person of color who can like probably speak a bit deeper about things. Of course, like if a lot of things are very surface yeah. level, um, there's some things he he like makes assumptions with, and I'm just kind of like. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, case in point, uh, Frank Ocean has this line, like, it never raised in Southern California. And he's like, oh yeah, this is from a George Strait, like, you know. Whoa. And I'm just kind of like, Shout Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, Ooh. but um, I, I think it's, it's actually, and in, in, uh, so I, I have a, fr- a friend who, um, does not listen to hip hop. And this is actually the perfect podcast for them because I think like basically this serialized nature, this narrow storytelling and like this breakdown of like, like he's basically tying like Frank Ocean's vocal harmonies to like, you know, pop vocal harmonies from like, you know, the Beatles all the way to, uh, you know, like the present and like, and it's like, Oh, they're using the same narrative Vocal harmony. They're using the same chord structure, the four four, the four three. Like like he's breaking it down that way. Yeah, and it's great for people who don't like hip hop. It it's great for people who don't like hip hop because it shows uh, people who who think that hip hop is a lesser genre, like how um, musical hip hop is, and how I mean how structured hip hop is. Like people think that's, that that hip hop is a lower form of music. And I'm not just talking to like old white men, like people like black you know, like there's black people I know who are just like shouts to Wind Marsalis. You know, like yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like like which and I, I and I get it. You know, I get the fact that, yes, we're not like they're not like playing instruments, but they're using the same musical structures. yeah, they're using a lot of the same musical like theory to yeah. build beats and to build like the and to set up narratives and and find home chords and things like that. So uh, and he identifies a lot of that in this podcast. So um, it's really cool. like i'm 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 happy for the dude. like it's actually kind of funny because like I guess like the first couple seasons, he's like, I got a full time job and a kid and a wife and just doing it by by myself. And like the third season, I guess like Spotify bought the podcast, so now he's like chilling for like Sonos and stuff. But uh, brothers got to get paid, so I, I understand that. Um, but uh, it's it's a cool podcast. If you love music, um, check it out. But listen to us first.
0: All right, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> we are signing off. Remember, put us number one. We were out there, you know. Saying number when, one, when you guys are out there pouring the streets doing nothing. You know, we were out there holding you down with a free podcast. You know what I'm saying? They're cooking you, cooking you fresh music, opinion meals. You know, saying now you're out there for other podcasts. It's good. It's cool. You know, what I'm saying remember we were here first. That's we were all here we're first. Asking. We're here and, first, and that's it. And then y'all, you know, thanks for listening. You know, as usual, it's great to sit here and just kind of let us come into your homes, into your hallways, into your headphones, into your Bluetooth speakers, and uh, that's it. That's a good song. Yep, absolutely. We'll see y'all next week. All right, thanks. later.